This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast, where we dive into the latest rumors and news surrounding Texas Rangers baseball. Welcome to the Talking Texas Rangers podcast. I'm your host, Larry Leitz. Today, we're diving into the latest news from around Global Life Field. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Game Time, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best value and the best place to buy your Texas Rangers tickets, check out Game Time today. The link will be in the description. And of course, our weekly report for week 18. What a week it has been. Chris Woodward got fired midway through the week, which was a surprise to me since I figured he would finish out the season. Then Tony Tony Beasley became an interim manager, which was awesome to see him get a chance to replace Woodward. Finally, the sudden firing of Rangers president John Daniels was the cherry on top of this crazy-filled week in Rangers baseball. Now let's turn our attention to the point and find out who made this who made the list. In this week's Texas Rangers, who's hot, who's not, weekly report. Starting off, Josh Jones. Once again, it's making it hard for me not to include him in the who's hottest. He's been on, I doubt he will be out with the Rangers this season, but it's good seeing him rebounding after surgery this year. Back on August 17th, he had another three-run homer and has, so far, five homers in seven AAA games and three-run homers the past two nights from that series. Next up, Mason Englert. This man deserves to be in the double-A roster next season if he doesn't get called up this year. He's been on a tear with the Hickory Crawdads, pitching 13 straight shutout innings this season. The prospect time said on August 18th that he needs to be on the next plane to Frisco. Hopefully the Frisco fans get to see him at home before the end of the season. If not, he's a strong candidate to make the double-A roster next season. And finally, Jack Leiter. I don't know if it's him knowing that Kumar Rocker is a ranger. He has been on a tear since the All-Star break. In his last outing, he threw seven strikeouts and only allowed four hits and four innings. This is the Jack Liner that fans have been waiting for. Exactly, we have to address who's not hot. Starting off with the Cole Wynn. He's just having a bad season in its show this past week. According to the recent Sports Illustrated article, Cole Wynn walked seven batters against El Paso this past week. I've seen how good he can pitch in Frisco last season. Maybe a new coaching staff next year can turn him around. And then Brad Miller. It's time to shut down Miller time once and for all. In the past week, Miller has had four hits and struck out four times. Hopefully he is gone next season and we can get someone with a better bat to replace him in the lineup. 
in right now. The Rangers are on a current series against the Colorado Rockies in Colorado. Let us know. Is there anybody that we missed on the who's not hot or who's hot list? Let us know. And now on to our next topic. Is it possible that Ron Washington will return? Well, let's talk about it. Ron Washington is the man Rangers fans have come to adore for leading the team to the most on-field success the franchise has ever had. The man whose famous catchphrase goes, that's how baseball go. And the man who finally got his World Series championship as an Atlanta Braves coach in 2021. But is Ron Washington the right man to fill the Texas Rangers managerial vacancy? Will the bring back wash chance result in his return? Well, let's weigh the pros and cons. So that's for Ron Washington as Texas Rangers manager next year. As we briefly mentioned, he's the most successful manager in team history after leading the Rangers back-to-back to back-to-back AL pennants in 2010 and 2011, as well as a third consecutive playoff appearance in 2012. After that, though, Washington's teams missed the playoffs the next two years, albeit barely in 2013, before seeing the wheels completely fall off in 2014. It's been a long journey in baseball for the 70-year-old coach who, after leaving Texas, went to coach in Oakland before landing with the Atlanta Braves in 2017 as the third base coach. But Wash knows this Rangers franchise well and is beloved by all. In his seven-year stint as Texas Rangers manager between 2007 and 2014, Wash compiled a 664 win and 611 loss record, a triumph when considering only one other manager ever had taken Texas to the playoffs. He oversaw John Daniels' first rebuild on the field, just like he'd received the one now, being led by Chris Young, if he were to manage in 2023. He has seen winning in Arlington before, and with his wealth of experience, he'd be able to lead this band of young players and some vets to a potential second round of success. Now, let's talk about the case against Washington as the Texas manager in 2023. First off, he got acknowledged that he's 70 years old. And yes, we've seen older managers thrive, Dusty Baker, Buck Showalter. That's not exactly the route the Rangers should be looking to take at the moment. Texas better be pushing all the chips in this time because Wash won't have as much patience with a team not ready to win. And though 2023 is a stated goal for the Rangers, they won't be quite championship caliber yet. Here's another thing to consider. Ron Washington represents what was. He was John Daniels hire. Both are now departed from the organization. Would the Rangers really want to turn back the clock again with Ron Washington after just indicating they're ready to move forward with Chris Young? It's doubtful and would certainly be a complete 360 from what their intentions were by firing Daniels in the first place. There are many qualified candidates out there for Texas to choose from, and all could represent the next great manager in Rangers history. Bringing back Ron Washington would be doing what the Rangers tried to do too much of during the Daniels era, not knowing when to start fresh and holding on to relics for long past their expiration date. It's time to move on. Even with Washington having done so much good with the Rangers, it's time to let Chris Young cook. It's his team and his vision now. 
and it probably doesn't involve bringing back a fan favorite to manage the squad. So let us know in the comments section below. Are you in favor of bringing Washington back, or are you against bringing him back? Let us know. And before we move on, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And now on to our next topic. Calhoun is back as Smith is down. The Texas Rangers made a couple of moves over the weekend. On Friday, the Rangers placed Joe Barlow on the injured list with a blister issue and recall, recalled A.J. Alexi to take his place on the active roster. On Sunday, the Rangers, Rangers activated Cole Calhoun from the injured list and optioned Josh Smith to AAA Round Rock. On the pitchers, Barlow has been bothered by blister problems on his finger all year and had just recently been activated from the injured list where he had been placed due to an earlier blister issue. Alexei is up for now, although Dennis Santana is on a rehab assignment. And if Santana is ready soon, Alexei will likely be sent down then. As for Calhoun being activated and Smith being sent down, Tony Beasley noted that Smith hadn't been giving the team good at-bats lately. They want him to go to Round Rock and play every day and get his groove back. Since a 3-for-6 game on July 12th, Smith has put up a 180, 281, 192 slash line. Calhoun was signed because, because of his energy and veteranosity, and the Rangers apparently still value that, even with the team out of the race and the season entering its final month plus. I'm sure folks are upset Smith went down so that Calhoun can be activated, but it's worth noting that Josh Young will likely be called up fairly soon, and Smith's playing time would be eroded. Even further, once Jung arrived, Smith was thrown in the deep end in his rookie season. Even if he doesn't return to the big leagues this season, he's someone who has value to the Rangers and will either be in the mix for a meaningful role with the club or a substantial trade piece in an offseason deal. And now on to our next topic. Rangers in their record and run-run games. At this point, it's nearly comical. Texas Rangers fans should laugh and cry about the anomaly of the team's one-run record in 2022. The Rangers dropped yet another one-run game Friday night, put one in the win column on Saturday while playing the Minnesota Twins. The split brings the team's record in one-run contest to 25 on the season. This subject has been talked about extensively and will quite frankly be talked about for years to come. Baseball is a game that loves the pursuit of numbers, both good and bad. As fans of the game, we are intrigued by the rare oddity of extreme streaks, slumps, recorder, breaking performances, and dubious distinction. Interim manager Tony Beasley got into the one-run game action Monday night in his first game at the helm. That game was actually a one-run victory over the Oakland A's by the score of 2-1. to one. But what has been the cause for the unusually bad record in one-run games? Everything. All it takes to come out on the short end of things in a close ball game is a small amount of bad pitching, poor defense, lack of offense, base running mistakes, or poor managerial decisions. The Rangers had plenty of 
all the issues listed. The month of August has actually been good in what you would hope for in one-run games, as the team has now recorded a 3-2 record. But while going 1-10 in such games in July, the already bad record turned disastrous. Most of the time in baseball, numbers and records will correct themselves and regress back to mean. This year, it is looking like that will not be the case over the current season for the Rangers in one-run games. Perhaps the regression back to the mean is happening, but from the year 2016, that season, the team went 36-11 in one-run games on their way to the best record in the American League. This season, in 2016, do have one thing in common. The Rangers will end up with the exact same number of postseason wins in both years. In 2016, the team was swept by the Toronto Blue Jays in three games in the ALDS. Ironically, last game in Toronto was an extra inning affair that was decided by, you guessed it, one run. Much like a train wreck that you can't look away from, the Rangers' one-run game this season are, if nothing else, captivating. As we scratch our heads and ponder why things are happening this way, maybe we can all hope that this crazy one-run record will be will be the beginning of winning seasons and deep playoff runs. Much like the 2016 season marked the end of an era of winning baseball in Arlington. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash ttrangers. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, create even more content, and take this show on the road. As always, Subscribe to our podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods. And check us out on Facebook or Twitter. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. This has been the Talking Texas Rangers podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered by tweeting us at TalkingTXRangers or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Talkin' Texas Rangers. As always, thank you for listening, and go Rangers!